Hello, and welcome to The Staffing Show, the only podcast that delivers tools, tips, and tactics from the staffing and recruiting industry's top executives and thought leaders. This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by MetaView. MetaView is the AI assistant for interviewing. It completely eradicates the need for recruiters to take notes during interviews because their AI is designed to take world-class interview notes for you. The result? You are saved from the toil of note-taking and can instead spend time on what actually matters, getting maximum signal from candidates, then providing clients with beautifully written, world-class insights about candidates. It also means your organization has 10 times better data about every candidate you speak to because you're no longer relying on people to remember everything that was discussed and submit accurate notes. Unlike humans, MetaView never gets tired, doesn't forget anything, and structures the notes perfectly. Recruiting leaders at companies like Robinhood and Genentech and firms like Stan Chase and the Coit Group describe MetaView as a game changer for their efficiency and ability to have high-quality interactions with candidates. Head over to metaview.ai slash staffing show to get started with five interviews for free. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Staffing Show. Today, I'm super excited to be joined by Danny Miner and Joe Ryan with Legion Staffing. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Very excited about the conversation. Danny, if you could kind of kick things off by giving just a little intro to who you are and also how you got into staffing, and then Joe, will pop it over to you for the same question. Sure, no problem. Yes, Danny Miner, president and partner and owner of Legion Staffing based out of Houston, Texas. How I got into the industry. Uh, let's see. I got into the industry back in the 90s while I was in college here in Houston, Texas. I was going to school and a buddy of mine, his mother was regional vice president of another firm. And she asked if we wanted some extra money during the summertime and do some sales. I was like, why not? Right. And it was give it a shot. And I was kind of starving for a little bit of cash. And got out there in the streets and made some cold calls. And for you guys who know Houston, Texas, that was very a hot experience for me. Very hot <laughs> doing outside cold calling in Houston, Texas. But it got me. It actually, it grabbed my interest. I did fairly well. Closed a couple accounts going, huh, this is pretty cool, actually. So I continued schooling and ended up joining with that organization. And I kind of made my way into operations and continued on for a year or so and then spread my wings out a little bit and joined with co-founder and previous partner, Tom Landry. Started my adventure with him in a position as a recruiter. And then kind of just between that time and now, my journey's been with Tom and his organization for that long and got the opportunity to um, take on ownership here in the last year. And uh, that's my story. So it went really fast, 30 years. I can't believe it. It's 30 years and here we go in, in the position I'm in right now. But the fun I've had in the last 30 years has been great. That's amazing. That's great. Great story. And, and how about you, Joe? Well, first, I'd like to say thanks for the opportunity. It's great to visit with you and discuss our Allegiance arrangement. My name is Joe Ryan, and I'm the owner partner of Allegiance Staffing in Jacksonville, Florida. And I currently serve as vice president of the Allegiance Owners Group, or at least I did until today's podcast. Let's, let's see how this goes, and I'll let you know if I'm still in that position tomorrow. <laughs> That's great. So to kick things off, why don't you tell us a little bit about who is Allegiant Staffing? And Joe, maybe you could take that one. Sure. Allegiant Staffing was formed about 20 years ago when a group of staffing franchisees decided to split from our struggling franchisor. That franchisor is no longer in business, I might add. So we raised some capital 
We bought ourselves out of our contracts with the franchisor, but we saw value in continuing as a group. At that point, we formed an LLC to support our licensing arrangement, and that's where the journey began. So our primary focus is in the light industrial sector, but our model allows each licensees the freedom to service other sectors that present opportunities in their local market. So my market, for example, is heavy on distribution and construction. So we service those sectors that maybe some other franchises don't. Being in Florida, we also developed a niche working in the golf course maintenance industry. As you may know, we have a few golf courses here in Florida. So we've developed partnerships with some golf courses, and that ends up being a sector for us. So it's really it's really interesting that each partner makes decisions that best suits their market. There are 18 owners slash partners in the Allegiance Association. These partners operate 41 branches in 14 states. We're as far west as Seattle, Washington, and we're as far east as my operation here in Jacksonville, Florida. While we're talking about those owner partners, we feel that having partner involvement is a huge aspect of the success of Allegiance staffing. Having owners that are involved in the day-to-day operation really, really helps in decision-making and in the productivity of the office. I think proof of that success can be seen in our net promoter score, David, of 70%. And uh, that far exceeds the industry average of just 31%. Local owners making local decisions equal satisfied customers in my book. It's a pretty simple formula, but it really works. That's really great. And uh, that's an excellent net promoter score. And obviously it helps drive the growth. And it's cool that you guys decided to kind of go from the buying the franchisor out and doing what you guys did. Danny, could you tell me a little bit about kind of what the difference between a licensee model and a franchise model is? I feel like when I first learned about you guys, my head was focused on, okay, this is just like a franchise model and quite a few differences. Could you kind of elaborate on what that is? Sure. The franchisee model is traditionally owned by the franchisor, oversees the aspect of their operations, their purchasing, how they do business on a day-to-day basis. A licensee model is owned by the partners who invest into the licensee program. A lot of the costs associated with a franchisor is tied to revenue. Licensee model is tied to dues. So our dues are established on a monthly basis based on a budget set by the board of directors. And the amount of dues never increases unless elected by the board. So if you have a really awesome year, and you blow it out by, say, $6 million, then your dues are still the same. Sometimes in a franchisor model, your dues and your fees are tied to your revenue. So that's one of the biggest benefits as far as between a licensee and a franchisor franchisee model. To join a licensee model such as Legion Staffing, it's a nominal fee. Our goal is to attract already established entrepreneurs who are already in the staff industry who are needing nominal operational support but they're needing an organization such as Allegiant Staffing for growth. The concept kind of originated from the NFL. A lot of our owners in the past are huge NFL owners. Joe mentioned a while ago about buying out other franchise or agreement. They're like, all right, what do we want to do? How do we go forward with this? You know, like I said, there's some successful franchisee models out there, but we had experience with this company. It wasn't very delightful. And so what do we want to do differently? And so overall, they kind of say, you know what? The NFL model was very attractive. So no matter, as Joe said a while ago, you've got East Coast of Florida, you got Washington State, but no matter what, we still conduct ourselves in a manner that protects the seal. And so even though in NFL, you don't actually 
tell them who to draft. You don't tell them who to hire in front office. You don't tell them what the color is. But overall, you run your business. And so overall, that's the same model they want to adopt. And it's been successful here the last 20 plus years. So, and it's the only model in the staff industry that exists, actually. That's really great. And you mentioned the cost not being tied to revenue as part of that, which I think for our listeners is probably fairly interesting. When I heard about that, I was like, oh, that seems like a good deal. Can you just explain a little bit more on that? Yeah. So right now, our costs are associated with software fees, marketing fees, website fees, joint venture fees. And so when we take, we bundle that cost up and figure out, okay, here's our cost to run our organization. And it's split out as well to cover legal, cover vast as far as surpluses that we have at times in some of our costs and our expenditures annually. So, and I'm kind of being redundant here, but overall the cost is going to be fixed. And so you never have to worry about increasing your cost monthly based on your revenue increasing annually. It's actually really interesting because I think of like a traditional franchisee, it's like, oh, you get access to the software platforms, you get access to this bigger network and different marketing budgets. But you typically have like, I don't know what the percentages are, maybe 10, 20% of your revenue that might go towards that every year versus this where it sounds like it's just, you have the fixed cost. So you could potentially scale and be more profitable. Correct. It's actually less than that for the most part. So it's very economically friendly. So it's a very friendly cost structure for our partners. Been successful last year. Now, if I can go back and kind of, and please, I don't want you or as far as any of the listeners to get their wrong impression on the franchisor model, because overall, I've got a lot of connections in the industry as well. And they do provide a great service. Some of those particular franchisors provide the workers comp and provide funding, banking, and additional services that they may need as a new entrepreneur get into staffing. But that's not who we are overall to a point because we want to ensure that our clientele is taken care of across the country with established entrepreneurs already established in the industry, which protects our brand and protects our client relationships. So that market and that model works for a lot of companies out there. As Joe mentioned earlier, the company that the group actually split from are no longer in business. So that kind of tells you a little bit why it didn't work. <laughs> Got it. And I know we're digging deep on kind of the, the financial side of it. That kind of excited me here. But Joe, what are some of the benefits of the membership from a, the licensee model that have been impactful for you specifically since you've been part of this for a while? Certainly. I may be a little prejudiced, but I think there's a lot of benefits that are built into this arrangement. I'll hit on a few of them now. This 41 branch model that we have, it affords us a large enough footprint to go after RFPs and national accounts that a standalone just simply cannot target. They just don't have the exposure and the network that's needed to go after those those types of accounts. We have several accounts that we share amongst the group, and we're constantly adding new ones. And having a sales force that's in 41 branches selling constantly, we're constantly picking up new leads that we share between our markets. We've made a large investment in our tech stack. And this allows our licensees access to the latest operating systems, apps, programs, at an affordable cost. We're able to negotiate contracts with these suppliers on these products and services and split the cost across our licensing group at a fraction of the cost that it would be for an independent. That's a big, big advantage because we've negotiated some contracts that with software and with apps that put us up there with the national companies at a very affordable price. Another benefit. We offer operational summits and sales training sessions throughout the year for our team members. These are generally one to two day sessions where we fire staff in. They spend a couple of days with their peers from all over the country, and we introduce them to the latest tools and processes that allegiance have to offer. 
And lastly, David, I think the biggest benefit for me is to be part of a national organization, but still get to run my business in a way that best fits my market. This licensing arrangement allows me to do just that. That's great. And Danny, I know we're kind of going through the benefits and talking about all of the value that's created from this. What's your perspective on it? My perspective is, number one, is lead sharing across the board with our sales team. We actually close an account in Washington State. That information is available for our sales reps in Jacksonville, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina. So a lot of times that allows us to get that door open into different markets because we're already doing business on a That's local cool. level somewhere else. And of course, maybe grow that to a national account. One of the other things too is non-competitive environment of executives that we have. Joe mentioned earlier, we have 18 partners. And having the ability to sit down with 18 owners and talk about your business and the challenges of your business and successes of your business and some of the things you're struggling with or some of the things that's helped your business. I kind of call our own little vistage group because we get to actually sit down without any fear of worrying about or exposing too much because we're peers and this is our company and we're running it. And so we're all just that network that you can't put a price tag on that as far as what the ability we have with those individuals. Buying power. As Joe mentioned earlier, we are buying power as far as software, marketing, branding, advertisement. We know how much staffing firms spend on advertisement. So you can imagine getting a little bit of price break on that from a recruiting standpoint, having the partnerships we have. Succession plan is another one. We've had some of our partners who have retired, gone off to Florida next to Joe, but Joe's not retired. He's just, <laughs> Joe's, golf, Joe's just a play. Joe. He's playing. Yeah. He, he mentioned the got into the golf industry. So I'm surprised we got him on this call. Right. So <laughs> But the succession plan has been really attractive to a lot of the partners who had children who had no desire to get into the business and having to go through the trouble to go outside of our network to sell their business. We know our owners, we know our partners. And so it's a lot easier conversation for them to come to us and say, hey, Danny, hey, Joe, I'm retiring in a year. I really like to see if you have any interest in purchasing my licensee stake and in purchasing my market. And it's really good for us because we know that partner, we know that owner, we know how they run their business They're on a common software platform. So it's a really easy transition and it's easy for the staff. For the most part, most companies who sell their business are really concerned about the well-being of their staff, ensuring that they're not laid off and reduced. And so a lot of times that gives a little bit of peace of mind for those partners to know that their staff is taken care of. And the last piece I would say is we have some pretty cool, awesome destination partners meetings. We've gone to the the Caribbean, Mexico, Florida, Lake Tahoe. I think Hawaii's on the map for next year. We get the opportunity to really, again, we go to have a good time. But at the same time, too, we get to kind of unwind and really talk about our business and strategize as an organization and ensure that we're always thinking ahead to protect our business. So those are some of the points as far as benefits, along with some others. I can continue going on, but it's a great opportunity for someone to join Allegiant Staffing for sure. Oh, that sounds great. And you just let me know if you need any live podcasts in Hawaii next week. Joe, kind of back to you here. You've made the choice, I guess, twice at this point to kind of be part of Allegiant Staffing. Who should consider the licensee model? Well, first, I think, uh, David, a seasoned professional like yourself with experience in the staffing industry, we welcome you to the group. <laughs> Colorado is wide open, my friend. I'm coming to Hawaii. I'm coming yeah, to Hawaii. Hawaii's <laughs> fine. Come on. No, <laughs> invitations there. With that busy schedule of yours, I'm sure that might be a little tight. So, 
Our current expansion plans, we're targeting existing independent staffing operators who are looking to show a larger footprint and gain affordable access to the resources that Danny and I have mentioned before. Technology, brand marketing, buying power, national sales. If an independent were to join us, they would quickly realize that the benefits of having a strong peer group to discuss the daily challenges and issues that come up in the staffing industry and to share ways to improve the bottom line. Danny stated it's a non-competitive environment of like-minded business owners. We've got the same goal in mind of running a productive and profitable business, kind of like our own little executive group, if you will. I'm probably on the phone with two to four owners a week about some issue or some challenge I'm running into. It's just so inviting to call somebody and get their input on it. Many times I find a better or more affordable answer to my issue by discussing with several owners. So for me, that's just huge. To that end, I'll share a little story, a little side note. I actually left the group after the split from the franchisor. We kind of felt the grass was greener and we wanted to go in our own direction. I rejoined the group five years later after seeing how difficult life was as an independent and how the benefits of the membership in the group had grown. I realized this arrangement offered me resources I just couldn't afford on my own. So I signed back up. I sent out an email to the partners and told them to get ready for Joe Ryan 2.0, the sequel. But uh, they were all very welcoming and happy to have me back, or at least they faked it pretty good. So here we are. (laughs) And you just mentioned kind of joining the group twice, which I brought there ahead of time. I know you went through a name change, and that's something that as a business owner myself, Changing the name is always a scary thing. We all put a lot of weight and value into that. What was that experience like? Well, there was a fear of the name change and the fear of the uh, struggles to go through to get from one brand to another. And it really wasn't near as bad as we thought. We were able to explain the change to our clients, explain the benefits to our clients of what this association with the Legions Group was going to do for us. We rallied our team in the office around the change and got them fully involved in every step. And the reality of the change was much less of a hassle than the fear going in. We found that explaining it correctly to our clients, explaining it correctly to our staff, showing them the benefits, transition was pretty seamless. We're going to shift gears a little bit from kind of the specifics on the licensee model and Allegiant staffing. And Danny, I know you guys are dealing with staffing across the country, hearing from a lot of individual business owners within your group. What are some of the major trends that you're seeing in staffing today? Let's say technology, right, is probably one of the biggest in our industry right now. It's kind of taken over our industry in a sense. It's really scared a lot of staffing companies because it's a major undertaking when you talk about technology and far as affecting your business and your clients and adoption inside of your branches. But because there's a lot of sophisticated programs out there, ATSs, engagement tools, referral platforms. A lot of automation as well, which helps our branches. And so I think right now to be competitive, you're almost forced to start exploring the technology piece and how do you evolve that into your day-to-day operation. We're having to adapt and probably engage more with our employees even more. I think it's one of the trends now. People are wanting to work for good companies, right? They're really looking at who is this company I'm going to apply with? What do their Google reviews say? What is the reputation out there in the community? I think right now employees are so fully aware and want to be aware of what sort of company they're working for. And I think any company out there, no matter if you're staffing or not, needs to be fully aware and how they conduct themselves as far as how they run their business. Because as we know, without employees, you might as well close your doors. 
So, yeah. yeah. And I guess the other big trend I will say is redeployment is the, probably the big key is satisfying our clients' expectations. And to do that, we partner with working Aviante pre-pandemic. Actually, we were thinking ahead how the environment was changing before the pandemic as far as how employees were looking for work, how recruiters were actually selecting companies to work for, wanting good tools to help them be successful in their branches. And so with everything happened with the pandemic and the shortage of the workforce, we were able to really help our redeployment goals here at Allegiant Staffing. And I think right now, any organization, that's one of the, I guess you can say, any of the, one of the trends right now is redeployment. Keeping your employees engaged with you as an organization and redeploying those employees because they're already screened and qualified to go to work for you elsewhere, which is a cost saving as well. So yeah, I think those are probably two major trends. I would say technology and redeployment right now is probably the two key trends I see in the industry. Absolutely. I think there's shifting everything. I feel like the technology is just insane to see what's happened in staffing in the last 10 years. And kind of a follow-up on that front with regards to technology, there's this movement towards on-demand staffing without the brick-and-mortar locations, which I hear a lot of positive feedback about. Also, a lot of concerns. I've thought about it and kind of have talked to both sides of it and see pros and cons. What's your take on the on-demand staffing or e-staffing approach? E-staffing, well, it's interesting, actually. I guess 30 years ago, whoever would have thunk it that we have e-staffing, right? It's right now, times are changing. I always compare it to um, Uber. And I don't even know what the time frame is on Uber, but who would have thunk it that we actually would have gotten in the car with a stranger to take us to the airport or take us to a destination. So it's something that we've really paid attention to, which was one of the reasons why we partnered with Working and Aviante to really have that advantage of some of the e-staffing and understanding what they were trying to accomplish by reaching out to employees quicker and getting those employees placed at their clients as quick as possible. There is some positive and negatives, as you said a while ago. I think yeah. a lot of the pauses is it's a lot of those companies have done a lot of research and development to ensure they can get the workforce in quick as possible and get them to their clients. I think some of the challenges they may have without having brick and mortar is the one-on-one personal connection with the employees. And I think that's still a key in our industry. We are in a people business. So we utilize our app to really take advantage of some of those engagement tools, connect with our employees quicker and faster, getting those employees interested in some of the opportunities we have, but we're still bringing them into the office and we're still conducting screening processes and scheduling interviews. We're just expediting as quick as possible because we know it's something employees, they're, they're wanting things now, right? So yeah. like I said, I think it's making a trend. I think there's a space for it. Do I think that could be the future of staffing? My humble opinion is no, because I think there's a lot of companies out there that really rely on us to take care of the screening process, take care of the one-on-one interviews, the drug tests, the background checks, I-9 verification. So ensuring things are in order to be in compliance because they have obligation with their clients to ensure that anyone they do business with, they're 100% compliant. So it's a hard balance, I think. So kudos to them, but it's something that yeah. um, we're doing fairly well right now with the hybrid type of atmosphere. Absolutely. I feel like you guys have all the tech in place to do that if you wanted, but also keep the high touch, which uh, I think is seems like it's clearly working for you guys. Seems like the right move. So with that, could you dig a little deeper on how technology has played a role in your organization's success? Yeah. So I guess pre-pandemic, 
I'll just kind of give you a little back history. Back in, I believe, 2018, I rounded up the partners before I became a partner and owner of Legion Staffing. We put a committee together to select a different software. And there was 18 owners, 41 branches, seven different software platforms. And we felt like, okay, we see where the future's going. We see where staffing's going. I mentioned earlier about our clients' expectations, our employees' expectations, and our clients' expectations. We selected Aviante through a selection process. We had four on the top and selected Aviante. And I mentioned a while ago, seven different staffing platforms. So you can imagine implementation. It was fun, scary, (laughs) and time-consuming. A lot of hate mail, a lot of hate emails. And it was a struggle as well. The inside joke in my house is I was having an affair and her name was Aviante because I was always at work working on (laughs) implementation. So... We got there and the pain was worth it. And even some of the naysayers now are promoters, but it's played a major role in our organization. It really has. Overall, with Aviante, bold platform that we're in, we were able to find a staffing software that allowed us to bring in some good tech stack that's already kind of built into the platform, which helps us grow as an organization. Because of our structure and because of the way we try to keep a nominal fee for our partners, We needed a platform that can allow us to bring in those platforms already developed, already integrated, already have the APIs, already been tested. So it's something that we did not have to do. Aviante did all the work, right? And the other premier partners such as Workin and Sense and Staffing Referral, the background check companies we use as well. So it took all that overhead off of us because they're taking care of everything. So that was part of the selection process, ensuring that they can actually grow with us and meet the needs of staffing. Because of the environment's changing so much, right? So, but it's played a major role. And right now, looking back, I think it's one of the best decisions we made. It's technology. You're going to have your ups and downs, right? Nothing's perfect at times. But to give the advantage to us to take care of our clients and our employees, it's making a huge difference. I think that's super insightful. And I think for the last part of this, we'll jump into the personal questions here, kind of the speed round. What advice do you wish you were given before entering the staffing industry? And let's have Joe, you can go and kick it off. Rather than talk about the past, we'll turn it around to a question of what advice would I give to somebody that was starting out in the staffing industry today? I'm kind of a movie buff, so I go to a lot of famous movie lines. So uh, I might use that phrase, run, Forrest, run. (laughs) Um, Seriously, you know, I tell someone new to staffing, success in the staffing industry, it's not easy. It's all hands on deck. It's all in. But it can be extremely rewarding and profitable. You just must be ready to put in the effort, but the rewards are well worth it. Be ready for the work and then enjoy the rewards. I love it. And how about you, Danny? I guess one of the things that was told to me because of our industry and we're such a people involved industry, our industry is people, our life is people. And one of the things I said was told to me is just be kind. Remember, again, we're all people with a purpose to bring success to your employees and to your clients. At the end of the day, Everybody has a goal in our lives and never look down at workforce. Always treat them with the utmost respect and ensure that you treat them the way you want to be treated. I know that's a, probably a, everybody tells you about your mom, your dad tells you that when you're growing <laughs> up. I know that was probably one of the drawn out answers to that question, but it really, I understood that a lot more when I got into this industry because I was exposed to so many different types of people. That from the yeah. IT world, the labor world, the warehouse world, the medical world, right? So just all these different verticals and all these different people and all these objectives and all these goals in life, they're normal people just like we are. 
And always remember that. And that's kind of one of the things that was told to me. And I always really kept that really dear and close to me. And I kind of echo that to my staff as well. I love that. And in the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? I'll go back to the business side of it. And we've just, maybe Danny hit on it a little bit earlier, but we've just made a big investment in our core talent. We've come to realize that they're the big differentiating factor between us and our competitors how we hire, how we retain, how we train, getting in the right people. So we've actually invested a lot in training. We've invested in the technology. We've invested in the compensation that we give our talent, our workplace culture. That's such a big part of what the millennials are looking for these days. All across the board, we've really revamped our thinking towards our internal staff of how we can make it a more desirable experience. I've just come to realize how important it is to invest in their success so that our business can grow. It's been a big plus for us. And I know it's corny, but the old saying teamwork makes the dream work. We found that to be very true. So that's probably the biggest change we've made in the last uh, five years. And how about for you, Danny? On my behavior, I believe I have worked on understanding someone else's perspective. And the reason why I say that, having Gen Z children, I had to. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. Not that it was a bad thing, but overall, it was understanding people's, I guess you can say, everyone else's behavior and their thought process and their outlook on life. We live in a passionate world these days and people are very passionate about their beliefs and respectfully, I respect their beliefs. So you have to take a step back and listen more now than ever because we are in the people business. And so it allows us to really share that knowledge with our clients. Because I think we have an advantage to really understanding the workforce sometimes better than our clientele because we're dealing with hundreds and thousands of people. And so it allows us to really understand every employee, but a perspective as far as different generations and different styles that people have from a warehouse worker to a hospitality worker to a hospital worker, right? So it allows us to kind of share that net data with our clients, which I think is very valuable. I would say it's probably something this understanding behavior and really researching that and just being open to all different opinions and ideas. Love that. And I second it. (laughs) (laughs) Last question I've got for you guys is what is the, one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? Could be an investment of money, time, energy, et cetera. That's a tough one. But again, I'll go back to the movie part. This is not a big investment or it's not one of the most valuable, but I just went and saw that movie, Sound of Freedom, the new movie that's out about the child trafficking. It just had a, big impact on my feelings. And it's so refreshing to see a movie that was made with such meaning and such purpose. And it was a very delicate subject, but they just handled it so well. And I just really enjoyed it. And it brought me awareness on a real issue that's facing the world today. But it was just so entertaining to see a movie done so well and end on a positive note that there's room for change. So uh, just saw that last weekend and I highly recommend it. Great movie. I don't know if I answered your question, but (laughs) (laughs) that's a good comment. So, and I've I've been looking for a movie to watch, so I'll add it to the list. So, and how about you, Danny? Investments. Let's say my wife and my three girls. It's it's um, (laughs) investment. I know, know, right? No, they actually. My wife made a huge investment in me, but overall, yeah, they keep me busy and for sure. So, I would say my health. My health, number one, big investment in really taking steps to take care of my health and continue to um, be around for my family and my company. And the secondly, I would say it was probably Allegiant Staffing, having the opportunity to Tom Landry stake in Allegiant Staffing as he 
went into retirement and taking on this next journey in my life for me and my family. I think it's a worthwhile investment. I'm happy I made the investment and get an opportunity to um, continue to work with the partners of Allegiant Staffing, such as Joe and a lot of the other partners we have that contribute to the main goal for Allegiant Staffing. So I love it. And um, any closing comments for the audience? Well, I'd just like to welcome any independents that want to uh, reach out to us and explore more about this opportunity. Danny or I can be found on all the platforms. We do think we have a good program. We think we have something that's beneficial to uh, independents. And come on, the water's fine. Jump on in. <laughs> I guess the only thing I would say, Dave, is actually thanks for the platform. Overall, yeah. the fact is staffing industry is a wonderful industry to be in. Absolutely. And this industry has been around for 50 plus years, being associated with the American Staff Association for many years and seeing the history of their association really brings a lot of joy to my heart because we make a difference. We really do in the staffing industry. We put so many people to work. We change people's lives. We change business goals and companies and supervisors and warehouses. The staffing industry is so impactful. I think some people forget how much we do for the economy, for people as a whole, right? But I'm so proud of our industry and what we've actually accomplished in the last 50 plus years and what we've had to endure and all the ups and downs and recessions and pandemics. And this industry always sticks together and finds a way to do it. And I think that is what keeps this industry strong. And I think we'll continue to keep this industry strong for another 50, 60, 70 years. I love it. And uh, second, I want to get in. So I think it is a, a beautiful industry and getting people back to work, helping people find a job feels good. So, well, thank you guys so much for joining. I appreciate both of you and really enjoyed the conversation. Awesome. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Thanks for listening to The Staffing Show. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at staffinghub.com to never miss an episode. Until next time. <laughs>